My name is Melanie Pitsy, CEO of the GPA. And I'm Tara O'Sullivan, CMO of Amidas. As you'll all be aware, there are so many talented, driven and hardworking individuals within the payroll industry from all around the world. We wanted to give these individuals the opportunity to share their journey, expertise and experiences with you. So what better way to do this than through the Humans of Payroll podcast? Beautiful. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, do you want to do it one more time? Yeah, go on then. One more. Yeah, one more. My name is Melanie Pitsy, CEO of the GPA. And I'm Tara O'Sullivan, CMO at Amidas. As you'll be aware, there are so many talented, driven and hardworking individuals within the payroll industry from all around the world. We wanted to give these individuals the opportunity to share their journey, expertise and experiences with you. So what better way to do this than through the Humans of Payroll podcast? For joining us for our next episode of Humans of Payroll. So today we have Tara as usual. Hi Tara. Hi, how are you Mel? Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Can't wait for lockdown to finish. Yes, well you guys are going to be faster than us because oh. you guys are finishing really soon, right? So loads yeah. of people seemingly are booking hairdresser trips and everything, is that right? Yeah, I have to have <laughs> Yeah, I think we're going to be June. We're going to be June. Oh, really? I've got two weeks away from my hair. So can't wait, can't wait. So we have uh, Lisa. So Lisa Orton is a senior payroll manager at PwC. So I'm delighted to say that Lisa has joined us. So hi, Lisa. Hi, hi. My first stop's the pub, I have to say, not the hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think there's going to be there's going to be people queuing, isn't there? Just oh, yeah. Pub and, you know, to, yeah. to the shops or I don't know. Like, I'm not a massive shopper, but I think I, oh, I, I am. Will, I think I will go to the shops just. To, oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're saying it's like it's good. There's going to the roaring 20s is going to come now oh, because yeah. people have been shut down for so long. It's going to be like the people are going to go crazy. So wow. yeah, be good. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm actually a bit nervous about going to the pub, Lisa, especially if you're in, in London and we meet up because I think I'm only going to be able to have one glass of wine and I'm going to be, woo! <laughs> Someone was saying that this morning that we're going to be really cheap dates after this because yeah. we haven't been, you know, drinking lots. So yeah. it's funny. Oh, yeah. oh, well, I'm coming down to London at the end of May for my birthday. So uh, might bump into you there now. Right, I'll, I'll stalk you. so so Lisa I've known you for a number of years and um, so it's exciting to have you join us today so do you want to introduce yourself to everyone that doesn't know you and and just tell us a little bit about yourself yeah yeah so Lisa Orton like Mel said I work um, for PwC so I lead the client payroll services team there Um, everything to do with payroll so expat payroll um, domestic payrolls, payroll consultancy. Um, so yeah, so everything that touches payroll, um, I deal with basically. Uh, I've been in payroll for thirty something years, although I don't like to say that because that gives my age away. Um, but I love it. I wouldn't think of anywhere else to be now. So um, been in industry as well. So payroll manager at some big financial organisations, manufacturing. And then stumbled into the world of consultancy. And I love that. Love it. And and Lisa, today actually there was a, a piece of news that PwC are giving everybody Friday afternoon off during the summer. I know, I know. So we, we had um, an announcement earlier on in the week about the, the new deal um, mm-hmm. for us at PwC, which actually has gone down, as you can imagine. 
uh, great <laughs> with us all. So much more flexibility and just recognising this is the way that things are going to be from now on, I, I think. And, you know, putting the trust back, you know, in the hands of the employees, really. And uh, yeah, so we're all delighted about that and, you know, the way that things are, are changing and moving, especially from the payroll perspective, because I think in the past, you know, it's always thought, oh, payroll, you have to be in the office and you have to be at your desk you know, 24-7. And um, obviously, COVID has taught us that is complete rubbish. You know, we can, you know, we can operate from anywhere just as well as anybody else can. So, um, so yes, it's great news. Do you feel like you've been working longer hours during the pandemic? Yes, because obviously, the pandemic has just brought lots of work into the laps of payroll, hasn't it? And, you know, having to learn new legislation really quickly and just, constantly changing so I think um, we have had to work a lot more hours there's been a lot more questions than that from clients as you can imagine as well so helping them out but I think the thing is working from home it makes you work more hours as well unless you're really strict with yourself so you have to really be I find that I have to be uh, quite strict and say right enough because I could be going on for all day you know uh, and all night (laughs) so yeah and Lisa how did you initially get into payroll so well initially I think almost like everybody in payroll has stumbled into it Uh, there's one person that I know that I employed a a number of years ago and she actually said that she chose payroll when she left school and she's the only person I know that's ever said that Um, so I stumbled into it I'd always been in financial background I guess Um, but my children were at school um, I'd actually just split up with my husband. So I thought, right, I need to get back out now into full-time work and support myself, support the family and everything. And a job came up just temping in a very well-known manufacturers. Um, I went there, did a bit of payroll work. All of a sudden, the payroll manager went off sick. And suddenly, I was there, I was in the, the deep end, you know, running the whole shebang sort of thing. So, yes, yeah, so I think I fell into it like most people, but never looked back, I have to say. I really enjoyed it. What is it that you think that you like about payroll? What What's it? What's drawn you to payroll, do you think? Well, I think once you've got a taste for it, you see, everybody is, well, people still say to me, well, isn't it the same every week or every month? You know, you do the same job every week and every month. Then how's that interesting and exciting? And actually, you don't. And although I've been in payroll 30 years, every day, and my team know this is one of my favourite things, every day is school day. I <clears> learn <throat> something new every day. And um, it's so different and vast. It's now, even compared to 30 years ago, you know, when I, when I started. So um, I, I just think it's got so many things to offer and it changes so rapidly. It's just always exciting. It's never the same every day or every week. It's always something new. So do you think some of the excitement is that you work for the top four? Because I can imagine you get some really juicy bits of work from that, don't you? Definitely. I mean, when I was out in industry, there was still lots of things happening. You know, there was always projects and, you know, I don't know, new technology and transformations. And I was very lucky to work in some big organisations that supported that. But yes, definitely working in consultancy and for one of the big four, there's definitely always something different. So 
you know, the questions that we get asked from clients every day, you know, really makes you think as well. You know, I, even though I've been in it for so long, like I say, I haven't got the answers to everything at, at the, you know, click of a finger. You know, it gets your brain working and um, there's so many different things to get involved with. So it's not just the payroll processing piece. It's thinking about transformation. It's helping clients, you know, with any questions or queries. The bit about the expat um, payroll, I find really interesting. And that's something that certainly 30 years ago, you know, the, the, there was nothing, none of that. Um, and probably even the last 10 years ago, there wasn't. So, you know, that is a real interesting um, field that I've got involved with through working at PwC, you know, and KPMG even before that. So, yeah, there's there's many strands, I think, that I wouldn't get involved with, perhaps, um, out yeah. of the And I suppose, um, tell us a little bit about um, what the last year has been like for your clients and and the kind of support you've been providing, because I would imagine it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. So obviously, very first when we went into lockdown, there was people um, struggling with with working from home. Um, So the technology wasn't there. I mean, um, we had... uh, weekly chats didn't we um well daily chats now through the gpa as a payroll group to just get by really because it was so stressful and it was a really sort of like a self-help you know cathartic approach to you know sort of like everybody just and you know everybody was saying you know they've been tears and i've you know i've listened to to clients and friends you know who who have been in you know in tears over this last 12 months really with a lot of the struggles and challenges so I think at first it was a lot of yeah we're working from home how's the technology working you know we're on deadlines so it was a, a lot of stress about that and then as um, CJRS came in this was something completely new that we were all learning you know together in a way and um, the support I think from clients, the the support that we gave clients, and actually the cl- support that clients gave us in the feedback and sharing some of these issues, helped us then to help other clients. So I think it's been very stressful, and I've seen that. Um, but also, I, I I do think it's changed the way of payroll, and I think you know the clients that I speak to really feel that as well, and it's changed the attitude to payroll. Because we we were always just thought about as with a back office function, and I think all of a sudden, you know, it's parachuted us as payroll professionals into actually you do add a lot of value, and without you, we wouldn't have got through the least last twelve months. So, yeah. um, so those are sort of things, some of the things that I've seen and felt and shared and had shared with me. So it's really good to hear that because one of the key things that we heard through the GPA that the profile of the payroll industry has increased during the pandemic. They were asked for figures and reports that maybe they'd never been asked for before and actually helped business decisions on whether businesses were going to remain open. Mm -hmm. So how do you think we can carry that on? Because, it'll be, you know, we've got this momentum and what I don't want to see is it's a drop. How do you think we can keep that going? Um, I think a bit of it is there's no choice to keep it going because I think now payroll has made its mark, if you like, um, you know, within many businesses. And it's highlighted some of the things um, technology-wise, maybe the fact that the current technology hasn't been able to cope with providing some of these reports um, and additional information. 
So I think um, it's having the buy-in from the board and from the, you know, execs, et cetera, to realise that more time and effort and money needs to be spent on this function. Because let's face it, it is it is the library for everything that happens, basically. I mean, even, you know, above HR, you've only got so much information in HR, but really the payroll system and the payroll team have got all the information that's needed to run that business. I do think that has been recognised more. I think it's brought the payroll profession even closer together. And so, you know, organisations like, you know, your your own, the GPI, has really helped with that. And I think we just need as 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 a collective team, if you like, of payroll professionals to keep that going. And I think it helps when you... um, I've got those sort of support networks, if you like, as well. You know, the the payroll bureau organisation that's just uh, not long been set up, another really vital area, I think, of of helping payroll professionals and then helping the business. So um, so I think, yeah, I think I don't think there is any turning back now. I think this has actually, you know, really helped the cause um, and pushed us forward into the to the limelight, you know, not just to be under a shadow, if you like, of HR, though I should say that, but sometimes that has felt like we are. What would be an interesting thing to talk about is the curiosity piece, because you're you're talking about every day's learning day, and that's one of the things I really, I I really hear you on that. And and I suppose given that it is so, everybody has to get paid. Given that it is such a requirement for everybody, and yet it is it, it is seen as such a back office. How do we make careers in payroll more um, relevant to people coming into the workforce now? Because I just, like you say, I don't think it is something that people go, yep, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to do that. How do we make that more relevant? Well, I think this comes to um, schools, colleges, universities. It comes to people like PwC. So when we're looking, we're going out there looking for graduates, you know, we really think of this as a profession. Um, you know, it's always, yes, you can be an accountant or, you know, whatever, but um, but not actually payroll. It's never been thought of as its own function. So, yes, you can go into HR and, like I say, you can go into finance, etc. But payroll is a profession in its own. And I think for us to go out there and bang the drums about how interesting payroll is, is and how sexy I you know talking about you know how sexy how can you make payroll sexy well you know I I think it is quite sexy I think it's quite interesting and you know I get a lot out of it so I think sharing that with the younger generation going out there to open days going in there to colleges and universities and I know this is something that I've actually spoke to the CIPP about as well as you know how can we get that interest from the younger generation who have not really even thought about it. Because from my experience, when I've taken on people who haven't thought about it before, we never lose them. They never look back. They're in it for for the long haul, you know. So I think it's just getting out there and and saying to to the younger generation, this is an actual career. You can get a qualification in it. You know, you can, yeah, you can move on to other things as well. Don't just think of it as payroll processing. You know, there's so many other things that it involves, um, you know, such as, like, say, expat tax and, you know, international travel and, you know, all those sort of things. And that bit really is quite sexy. You know, I, I, as part of my role now, I get to travel a lot, over, you know, overseas for doing that. 
So, yeah, I think it's just really keep banging the drum and getting out there to speak to people when they're looking to start a career. I think it's also when you look at um, how we advertise the payroll industry because a, a few years back HR didn't they have sort of some sort of rebrand didn't they 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 looked at how they were being perceived and had a rebrand so I think maybe it was like 20 25 years ago um and I think in some ways that's actually what we need to do because I've spoken about this and I've spoken to Tara about this quite a lot of how uh, payroll is perceived and I do feel like we need to sort of look at payroll as an industry and think okay how do we want to how do we want to brand it because you've got HR looking quite slick and fun and blah 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 you know it's all that sort of thing and and I don't think there is that feel about payroll is there and as you say it can be sexy it can be fun you can do travel you can go into all different sorts of things maybe we as an industry we need to look at how we actually brand ourselves yeah but I think even even doing something like this where, you know, where people like myself or, you know, the people who have been in the industry for quite some time um, or even new to the industry and sharing their experiences and saying, actually, no, it's not just, um, you know, like it used to be sitting in a dusty cupboard somewhere surrounded by (laughs) spiders or something and shuffling, you know, um, envelopes around. You know, that that, that was the old um, view of payroll I think you know even with technology you know there's some amazing pieces of technology now that are out there that can understand and get involved with how how develop what that looks like so um yeah I think there's so many like you say Mel I think you know a bit of rebranding and and just letting that getting that word out there that actually this is a really exciting time as well to get into payroll you know it's it's a changing world when you think about HR, um, you know, HR, as you say, rebranded to this employee engagement thing, whereas before that they were always about hiring or firing. And I definitely think there's a there's a requirement on the on the payroll side. I think that's that's really, really interesting. Lisa, from your side, if there was kind of one or two things you knew when you were starting your career that you could go back and tell your younger self, what would that be? What would that what would have saved you like a lot of time? Well, just my career as general, not necessarily payroll related. Um, I think things have changed now for women, particularly. So I think when I first started out, you know, my career, a younger me was very timid and felt as a woman that I was never going to achieve really, you know, much, I guess. And as a woman coming from, you know, a council estate in Birmingham, shall we say, you know, the thought of me working at somewhere like PwC, a big four, was just to- totally out of my league. So I would say, I'd tell my younger self, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve if you're determined enough and you. it doesn't matter. I haven't got a, um, a degree. I, I, I never went to, to university. I was clearly told I had to go out to work and start earning some money. So it's not all about the qualifications that you've got. It's the determination that you've got to get there. And so I'd tell my younger self to have confidence in yourself. And I think I would have gone quicker if I'd have had that at that time. So, yeah, so I probably would would be telling myself that, you know, you can do it and don't don't ever think that you can't. Did you, as you're saying, as a woman within your career, did you have struggles or 
was there any bias against you at you know in, in the yeah. early days that you can look back on and think thank god we don't have that now or is it still in the industry as such oh gosh yeah I mean you know not now obviously and especially with PwC you know I'd never feel like that at all but I would say years ago you know I can definitely see a massive shift you know as, as a woman when I was first in payroll I've got an, an, an example where I was sitting trying to tell a, a, a director of, of a big business a big company that you know actually they needed to put some more hours in for overtime if they wanted to get productivity done etc and the chair came flying past my head you know so <laughs> He wasn't very happy with what I've got to tell him. Now, that might not have been just necessarily because I'm a woman, but, you know, things have changed so drastically. And just as a woman, I've experienced lots of different bits, of small bits of harassment, I would guess, or different um, ideas of how, to, you know, how men would think of a woman. And so, yeah, I've experienced lots of things in, in the past. And, you know, even with some... Of some members of the opposite sex who I know and who are friends or family, you know, have said, oh, yeah, but you're a woman, you can't, you can't do that, you can't get to that level. And that was actually a turning point for me when I thought, I blooming well can, <laughs> and I'm going to show you that I can, you know, made me more determined. But, yeah, I, I think I've seen um, a massive, massive shift in the, uh, in the last few years. But, yeah, certainly experienced my share in the, in the earlier years. Lisa, from your perspective, um, did you have people along the way who helped you gain that confidence or or gave you kind of support or got you to do things maybe before you thought you were ready? Or was it very much from within? Uh, I think it's a mixture. I would say I've had some really good support from a number of people over the years. Uh, the partner who I worked for at PwC, for instance, I was working for him at KPMG as well, Brian. And he really gave me a lot of confidence and, um, you know, pushed me to do things that I wouldn't normally probably have done, pushed you outside your comfort zone, so, so to speak. You know, there's been a number of people in the past, you know, women-wise that I've looked up to. So, um, you know, Lisa now, actually, who's a really good friend, um, you know, looked up to her. She was my manager and, um, you know, really got a lot out of her. But also my husband, you know, I have to say, fully behind everything I do, pushes me, makes me believe in myself. So I think it's a it's a mixture of all those things, professional, family, and obviously having that confidence in yourself, isn't it, as well. One thing I've noticed as well uh, with you, Lisa, is that your staff are very loyal to you and yet you have a really good relationship. So, you know, what? why is that? Or what, what do you think? Because you don't see that very often, I don't think, when – we're at social events or business events where you can actually see that loyalty or that friendship. Yeah, I have, I have to say a brilliant, brilliant team. And one thing that I've, I've always, I suppose, been blessed with is that I have had really good teams. And I think some of that probably is because I'm always, you know, there for them as well. So for instance, I've just been on, on a hangout to one of my managers now saying, you know, we're coming up to expat year end. It's difficult. And I said to, you know, let me know if you need anything from me, if you need anything, checking, if you need me to run a payroll, whatever you need me from me, let me know. And I think that probably helps because I think, you you know, your your team and yourself have got to know that you are there, you've got their back, you're looking out for them. 
and I always will push them as much as I can. You know, at the end of the day, I can only be as good as my team. That's how I've always felt. I know that's very cliche and such, but I really think that's true. You know, I'm I'm not going to get anywhere just on my own. And you have got to have that support and, and, and loyalty and know that you're all in it together, really. So, yeah, I think that's probably something to do with it. But you'd probably have to ask them. <laughs> So, Lisa, you mentioned obviously you're mentioning how close you are with your team. So, how have you and your team coped during COVID? Well, that has certainly been a challenge, I think, for everybody because we are a close knit team, like you say. And generally, we've been in the office. You know, we all shouting across the desk, "What do you think of this?" and "How would you deal with that?" and you know, sort of having a bit of a, a laugh and a joke. So, we've tried to replicate that, I guess, um, a little bit. So, we've got our own chat rooms. And the team talk about all sorts of things on their work and, you know, new puppies and, and all sorts of things, you know, go on there. So to try and replicate that virtually, I guess. But also just to make sure that when we have meetings and calls, it's not just all about work. So, you know, that we'll have a chat about anything else, what's on Netflix or, you know, anything like that. We've had some additional sort of like... Um, social events and things so uh, we've got another one coming up soon which is like a game show hosted game show event uh I've actually after this I've got a cheese and wine um bit of a do <laughs> so <laughs> um so yeah so PwC sent me out a, a bottle of wine and cheese so we and cheesy so we you know we try to um recreate some of that office atmosphere if you like um but virtually Obviously, it's not the same, and we all will be glad to get back and be able to see each other face to face. But uh, uh, it's important that I think you still try to keep that rapport with each other and that connectivity. And do you think you're going to go back? Because given I just read about the PwC piece, will you go back? Do you love working in the office and do you want or is there a flexibility piece or how do you think that's going to go? I think um, we will all be quite flexible actually um I mean as it was with my job I, I traveled quite a bit anyway and yeah I might have only been, actually been in the office a couple of days a week as it was um but I think the whole team really will take probably more of approach of a couple of days in the office maybe a day at a client if needed or whatever and then a couple of days at home and I think that everyday flexibility which to be fair PwC have always had but it's it's enhanced now I suppose will really help you, you know it's it's having like carers you know su- suddenly some people are carers all of a sudden you know for whatever reason so actually they can work around that so you know we're saying to the staff okay if you want to work from six in the morning till 12 and then have a few hours in the, the middle of the day and then do a bit more of a more early evening you can do that so I think um I don't think any of us will go back to how we were nine to five in the office, if I'm honest. So I think we'll be glad to go back into the office and have that connectivity for a couple of days. So yeah, definitely. I feel I feel like I'm ready to start meeting people again. I mean, I have yeah. been for a long time, but I feel like uh, the last few weeks I've really felt stressed or whatever. You know, I just needed some sort of head headspace, and I feel like yeah. a lot of people have been feeling like that because when you talk about it, people are like, yeah. I've I felt like that. So I'm I'm seeing Hayley for the first time on Tuesday to look at um, a venue for the awards. And last time I saw her was when we had the awards. So, you know, that's going to be such a weird, a weird experience, isn't it? Like, can you imagine somebody you work with so closely? But I think we all need to have that 
like hello yeah you do and back in the summer when we had the relaxation you know we were back out and that we weren't back into the office but we all met up in the park and had a social distance event and um, and that was great fun we had some quizzes and we all took sandwiches and had a picnic and so that was great and that was the last time we were all together as as a team so um you know even if we could do that again it would be quite good <laughs> no it would be so you, you were talking about netflix earlier then have you yeah. have you been watching bridgerton by any chance because <laughs> oh i've done bridgerton oh yes Loved it. Oh, I loved it. I love it. I love anything historical, though, because uh, you know, as you know, all, all the historic costumes and vintage stuff. It's a, it's a passion of mine. I love it. So yeah, Bridgerton was brilliant. Love that. Absolutely love it. Have you been coping with lockdown? Because I know you've you've been doing some stuff on Facebook, haven't you? Ex- explain what that that is on Facebook. Your groups, isn't it? Didn't you do a group, or weren't you doing like a murder mystery thing? Oh, I do murder. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, yeah, I've, t- I've taken to murder, murder mystery, virtual murder mystery events, <laughs> which is great. And I get all my, my board set up with, uh, you know, suspects on there. And it's a bit like Cluedo, you know. So, yeah, so I've been doing that a lot. But that has been great because it, get, again, gets your mind working and, and it makes you go and do something else. You know, makes you break off from the, the norm exactly. of your day-to-day work, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, so getting back to normal, what's the... What's the one thing? So mine is New York. I want to go to New York. And um, oh. what's the one thing you're really looking forward to kind of going when things go back to normal? So there's two things, I would say. So we've got a caravan in Shrewsbury. And I've really missed that because that's my happy place. You know, we go and we take the dog. And, and it's mad because I've got this five bedroom house and I'd rather go and sit in a caravan that's no bigger than the kitchen. You know what I mean? But. It's just that you're surrounded in, you know, lakes and it's quiet and it's peaceful and go out for walks. And of course, we haven't been able to go there. So that, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Um, and the second thing is I love vintage festivals. So um, there's a festival which is called Twinwood in, in, in August. And I can't wait to get back to that because that was cancelled last year. So um, those are the two things that I'm really looking forward to, to be honest. And of course, all the holiday bits and that. But those are that. If I, those are the two things that I want to do more than anything. So what's a, what's a vintage festival then? So Twinwood is like um, so. I dress up, dress up in my forties and my fifties gear, and it's all forties, fifties music. Well, sixties as well. As we're talking about the Roaring Twenties, so there's a lot of twenties uh, goes on there, and uh, yeah, it just it's just great fun. The live bands and. Uh, you know, yeah, dancing in the sunshine and yeah, so it's great. Can't wait for that. Get my hair up in, in the beehive. Exactly, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> a friend of mine does that too. She loves it. And I yeah. guarantee you she's yeah, she's really missing it too. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And what about books at the moment, Lisa? I know we talked about Netflix. What are you um are you is there any books you're reading at the moment that are amazing? Um you know, I haven't had time for books the last few months. I do read a lot normally. But it's just been so full on, you know, it's it's not not been my thing. I've just been sitting vegging in front of the TV, you know what I mean? Um, but I do like reading books and I normally like to read crime books, to be honest, um, or, or historical novels. So, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not one that likes these, um, like, um, you know, the cheesy romance stuff. No, I don't, don't. I don't do that. So I just I just read the sanatorium last night, yesterday. I literally sat down. Um, 
I think the night before last and started it and went through it. It's really good. It's brand new out. Oh, it's a murder nice. mystery all about a, um, a, a kind of a TB sanatorium that they change into a hotel and loads of people oh, get murdered. Nice. It's really cool. Yeah, you love sanatorium. it. If you like murder, yeah, yeah. If you, if you like murder, because I love murder mystery stuff. Oh, so yeah, yeah me too. fab. I always yeah. love when there's a murder straight away and I think, yeah, that's a good book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get on with it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. I'm that. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like books that you know get to the point quick. I can't be doing with all these descriptive words. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So thanks so much, Lisa, for joining us today, and you know can't wait to see you in person. And obviously, thanks again, Tara. Thanks a million, Mel. Great to meet you, Lisa. Really, really good. And you, and it's been great chatting payroll because you know geeky with payroll, so I've loved it. Thank you. <laughs> The Humans of Payroll podcast is recorded in partnership with Amedis. Amedis is the leader in consolidated global payroll solutions, processing payroll in over 150 countries. The Amedis platform provides a unified view of global payroll operations, real-time data analytics, and advanced reporting capability while ensuring legislative compliance and data security. Amedis's deep integration capabilities with HCM and finance providers dramatically simplifies multi-country payroll obligations.